But the Lord has to tell you, the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. That's right. The battle that you're going through right now, at this very moment, it belongs to the Lord. Everything about you, your entire life belongs to the Lord. You don't have to fight in this battle. The life of your husband, it belongs to the Lord. The life of your wife, she belongs to the Lord. Your children's life, they belong to the Lord. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter how long it takes, we just have to trust in the process of his purpose. There is no plan that we can conjure up that will supersede God's purpose for our lives. We can't afford to get in a hurry and start operating in our own plans outside of God's purpose. Our plans will only lead us down a road of defeat. If God promised you anything, you can believe it. He will bring it to pass. He is not a man that he should lie. He will complete that which he has begun in your life, in the life of your husband and the life of your children. So stop trying to fight. Stop trying to figure it out because it belongs to the Lord. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we will be concluding our two-part series entitled, Your Plans or God's Purpose? Part two, it belongs to the Lord. Let's wrap. On part one, we covered how Joshua failed to consult with God, thus finding himself lying face down, drowning in sorrow, wondering what had happened. How could this be that I defeated them with less men than Jericho and with the Lord on their side? After all, Joshua had just received confirmation. Have you ever received confirmation about a thing and you know it was God? but yet it still did not turn out the way you expected it? Yes, Joshua received confirmation from a commander of the Lord's army right before the assault on Jericho. The Bible says in Joshua 5 and 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, art thou for us? or our adversaries. And he said, Nay, but as a captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith the Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place wherein thou standeth is holy. And Joshua did so. So we can see in this text, at the gateway to the land, Joshua had an experience for himself with the commander of the Lord's army, giving him instruction and assuring him that the Lord was going to fight for them and would in fact give them the city. But yet in the next battle, we see that Joshua was defeated at Ai. In the fifth chapter in the 13th verse, the text says that he was near Jericho. Now, me being who I am, an observer and a thinker, I could not help but wonder, first of all, how was it that Joshua found himself near Jericho alone? Why would the leader of the Israelites, who had already received a report from his spies, be near Jericho? It was here that God showed me how Joshua almost allowed his tendencies to control and his lack of trust caused him to attempt to interject his plan into God's purpose. I could only imagine that Joshua must have thought in his mind that he had to be near Jericho in order to come up with his own strategy or gather his own intelligence about the enemy. What got me was he did all of that 
even after he had received the word from the Lord that the Lord had already given them the land. Remember in the book of Joshua, the first chapter and the sixth verse, God promised Joshua that no one would be able to stand against the Israelites. He told Joshua to be strong and courageous because he would lead his people to inherit the land in which he swore unto his forefathers to give them. But instead of taking God at his word and holding onto the promise and trusting God, it's apparent Joshua was trying to work it out for himself. He was trying to figure out how he was going to lead the Israelites to victory by overcoming Jericho. The Lord never told Joshua to formulate a plan and try to figure out how he would win the battle. The Lord instructed Joshua to be strong and courageous. We see that Joshua was at Jericho because he did not trust God. He failed to trust God's purpose for himself and for God's people. Why do I say that? Because even after God had promised in the land, he still sent spies into Jericho. God began to speak to my heart and said, apparently my word was not good enough. How many times have God showed you or told you something, but you still needed confirmation. Then after God confirms again, we still are not sure. Not only did Joshua fail to trust in what the Lord had promised him, Joshua failed to trust his own men. Yes, that's right. His own men that were serving under him. It was clear by his actions that followed. No doubt their service, their opinions were not enough. Despite their efforts, despite their report that they brought back concerning the enemy of Jericho and the lay of the land, Joshua still found it necessary to have to go to Jericho to see for himself. That lets me know that no matter what God said, no matter what his spies said, he was in the midst of formulating his own battle plans. Just like many of us, no matter what the Lord says, no matter what confirmation he sends through a man or a woman of God, we are yet formulating our own plans, trying to figure out for ourselves, trying to figure out how we can win the battle, how we can overcome, how we can get the job, how we can get the promotion, how we can get the raise how we can get higher income. We're trying to figure it out when the Lord is telling us the battle is not mine. How am I going to encourage my husband to be saved? How am I going to get my children to come to the Lord? The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. We can clearly see when reading Joshua the fifth chapter that things were about to go left until God himself sent a commander of his army to appear before him. This battle was so important to God's purpose and in the life of Joshua and the children of Israel that God could not allow Joshua to mess it up by formulating his own plan. It is obvious that there was more to this battle that met the eye. This had to be an extremely important battle to God, to his purpose for Joshua's life and the people of Israel. This gave me confirmation and the assurance to know that there are invisible battles that Joshua, the children of Israel, or even we can't see. There are battles constantly going on all around us in heavenly places. It is very clear here that what was going on was happening according to God's purpose and it had nothing to do with man, that it could never be fully comprehended or understand by the minds of men. We will never fully understand the extent of the battles that are going on in heavenly places on our behalf, yet we have the audacity to try to interject ourselves into God's affairs. If you are listening to me right now, I want you to know that this battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Get your hands off of it. When we look at Daniel, the 10th chapter, the 12th through the 13th verse and the 20th verse, he gives us some insight into the invisible battles in the spiritual realm. 
This is why it is important not only for Joshua, but also for us to follow God's purpose and not our own plan. The Bible says in Joshua 5 and 14, then Joshua bowed his face on the ground and asked, does my master have a command for me, his servant? It was here that he humbled himself and abandoned his plan and sought God for the command on how to get to his purpose. When we look at Joshua, the fifth chapter and the 15th verse, we see that the commander of the Lord answered him, take off your sandals because the place you are standing is holy. So Joshua did. As I begin to think about this battle and what the angel had said to Joshua, I'm neither with you nor them. Once again, I began to speak to the Lord, asking him, now was not Israel there in the first place because Lord, you promised them the land? Were they not there because you had instructed them to go in and take the land? Was Joshua not the one to lead them to inherit the land? Was this not the task that you had given Joshua as well as Israel? Was it not their objective? Then Lord, how could the commander of your army not be there for Israel nor for their adversaries? Why would the commander of the Lord say neither? This does not make sense, Lord. Right about here, the Lord began to show me because up to this point, Joshua came out there to Jericho with his own agenda. It was not until he had encounter with the Lord and the commander of his army that he changed his plan over to God's purpose. The commander was there at the appointed time to make sure that Joshua's plan did not get set into motion, but in fact, that it would be the Lord's purpose that would prevail. Now, just reading the scripture, one might assume that Joshua was in fact doing the will of God. After all, it was God who told Joshua to command the army. It was God who told Joshua that they would take the land. But what God did not do again is tell Joshua to formulate his own plan. He told Joshua to be strong and be courageous that he had already given them the land. And it was here that I began to fully understand that indeed Israel and Joshua had been commissioned, but Joshua was about to do something that God never told him to do. He was about to take upon himself what he considered to be his task to bring about God's plan. He was trying to make God's purpose fit his plan. Just like many of us do today, we want God's purpose to fit into our plan. Instead of us consulting God, the manufacturer, for what reason he's created us, we formulate our plans and want his purpose to fit those plans. Remember, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. No doubt he felt like it was up to him to figure out how he was going to do this, but it was not his to work out. God will grant them the victory over Jericho, just like God is going to give you the victory over your circumstance or your situation, as long as you're operating in his purpose and not your plan, because this battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. The victory belongs to the Lord, and only the Lord will allow you to achieve the victory in this battle. It was God's plan, yes. He had commissioned Israel and Joshua to play a part, but the means were to be God's means. We have to understand that we are faced with situations and circumstances in our life that God already knows about. It's in his book. Psalms 139 and 16 tell us, your eyes saw my unformed body. All my days were ordained and written in your book before one of them came to be. God allows us the opportunity to play parts in a chapter in his book, in his purpose. Don't get it twisted. It's not a biography. It's not your book. 
The book is not only about you. There are many lives written in the book. So unfortunately, when your part is up, the page is turned and the next chapter begins. If you know me personally, you know that I love to read. But if I refuse to turn the page, I can never get to the next chapter of the book. If I never get to the next chapter of the book, I will never finish the book. We have to be so careful that we are not manipulating our circumstances by trying to extend our story or by writing an ending of our own chapters. The word says it's God's book. Our days are already ordained. As my bishop often say, we can easily go from inspiration to manipulation. And when manipulation happens, we are no longer operating under God's will. When I think about Joshua and the Lord knew he had tendencies to try to manipulate his situation, I believe this is why the Lord sent the commander of his army to meet him down at Jericho. And when he replied to Joshua, are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, neither, because God already knew the deal. The word tells us our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know it but God? It would not have been beneficial or sufficient for Joshua to take on the God-given objective, and neither will it be for us. It would not be appropriate for Joshua to plan how this battle would be achieved. The battle is not yours, but God's. This meant that Joshua had to be for God's purpose and not his plan. Many times we want God to work around us. We want God to work in our plan outside of his purpose. It was God's plan and it had to be executed God's way in order to fulfill his purpose for Joshua and the children of Israel. I just can't seem to get away from the question that Joshua asked. God showed me so much in that question. Are you for us or our enemies? proven that he had wrong perception of what was going on, his heart. He was thinking it was about himself and his plan. No doubt wondering, was this person a danger to him or a friend to him? Here he is down by Jericho. And the Bible say he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword. So all Joshua could imagine in his mind is who is this man? Is this man for me or against me? Joshua no doubt thought it was all about him. I want you to know today that everybody is not your enemy. God put some people in your life because it's his purpose. It may not be your plan that they're in your life. You may not see the purpose for them in your life, but it's not your plan. It's God's purpose. A lot of times the people God placed in our lives may not look like us. They might not act like us. They might not think exactly the way we do. The method will change, but the message will remain the same. As proven, when we look at the battle at Jericho, God's plan for the victory of Jericho we see was not a conventional plan. It was strange. The method of the order of warfare changed, but the outcome was still victory in the end. God's purpose for the battle at Jericho had taken place and was executed effortlessly. No lies were lost. They took the city and so will we as long as we follow God's plan. Think about it. God had just given Joshua Jericho. The walls of the city had fallen just as he promised. God gave them complete access to the king and his fighting men and everything in the city. But now, here we are where we just began. Right after this great victory at Jericho, we see that they're suffering defeat in Joshua 7 and 6. And now, here Joshua is, face down before the Lord. And the Lord had just said unto Joshua, Stand up, asking him, Why are you on your face? The Lord said unto Joshua, The Israelites have sinned. They have broken the agreement I commanded them to obey. In other words, they have taken some things that are mine. 
for themselves and kept the things I commanded them to destroy as an offering to me. Exactly what was he saying? There is sin in the camp. God gave them direct instructions on what to do when they went into the battle of Jericho. Joshua being the leader, assuming that everyone was following his instructions, felt like that this battle went off without a hitch. Knowing he had received confirmation from the Lord, knowing that he was obedient and he passed the word on on what they needed to do and how they needed to do it. I'm sure this is why Joshua was so surprised at their defeat at I. Here God tells Joshua, for he have, they have taken what belongs to me for themselves. Remember, the silver and the gold belong to the Lord. Everything else was supposed to be destroyed. And here it was. Joshua had no idea. The Lord was angry and he had no idea. The Lord was no longer with them and Joshua had no idea. Why did Joshua have no idea? Because he failed to seek God. Like before the commander of the Lord's army at Jericho, when he fell on his face, humbling himself, he forgot to follow him, his face and consult God for his next commandment. Many times after great victories in our lives, we fail to go back to God and get our next assignment. And when we fail to go back to God for our next assignment, the devil can run roughshod over our family, over our lives, over our health. We have to stay before God saying, Lord, what is your purpose for my life? What is the next step for my life? Lord, order my steps in your word. Don't let me make one move without you ordering my steps, oh God. We have to continue to go before God, fall on our face to God for our next commandment to assure that we are walking in his purpose and not in our plans. Joshua the seventh chapter two through five, we see that Joshua messed up. He decided to follow his own plan and the plan of his spies. So just like before, he sent spies to Ai and then they came back with a report. There were fewer people than in Jericho. So we do not need all of the people to fight in this battle. So instead of Joshua consulting God and waiting for his next commandment, Joshua sent out 3,000 men to Ai. And the Bible says they beat them badly and killed 36 Israelites and chased the rest of them down a canyon, killing them as they went down the hill. So all 3,000 men that he sent to Ai was defeated. They were defeated because Joshua had no idea that they were sending the camp. A man by the name of Achan took what belongs to the Lord. No doubt Achan must have felt like he had gotten away with it. He must have felt like he was entitled to the things he had taken. After all, he's the one who fought in the battle. He had risked his life for the battle. Surely he and his family deserved the things that they had taken for themselves. And because Achan had taken these things, he had already set them up for defeat after the battle of Jericho. The Bible says in Joshua 7 and 20 that Achan said he wanted these things very much for himself. So what did he do? He decided to take a beautiful coat from Babylonians and about five pounds of silver and more than one and one fourth pounds of gold. And he buried the silver and the gold under his tent and placed the coat on top of it. No doubt Achan must have thought he had hidden it from everyone trying so desperately to hide what had happened, walking around terrified daily, no doubt, that someone would find out what he was holding on to, the things that belonged to the Lord, something that he had no right to, for the bounty belonged to the Lord. I could only imagine every day trying to hide the fact that he had broken faith with God by holding on to that thing which was God's, that thing that God had commanded him to destroy. As we begin to look at the chapter, we can see that Achan's sin was not just one of stealing goods or covenancy, but most of all, 
His sin was clearly defying God by disobeying his commandment. We have to know that anytime we disobey God and his commandments, we will not prosper. The Bible tells us that he that hides sin shall not prosper, but God will expose it. And as a result, God said unto them, this is why they could not face their enemy. He began to tell Joshua, this is why you lost the battle at I. This is why you will lose all your future battles and you will continue to have loss because there is sin in the camp. God declared that he would no longer fight for them until he took away the accused thing from among them. We have to know it's not about our plan, but about the Lord's purpose. He has a purpose for everything he does. He can see what we can't. He knows what's going to happen the next day, the next month, the next year. Our job is to hold on to the promise and decide if we're going to follow our plan or God's purpose for our lives. What I found to be the saddest part about this entire thing is that thing that the Lord had commanded them to do in Joshua 1, where the Lord told them to be strong and very courageous. It was obvious God was commanding them to do and be something that they were not. But after the battle of Jericho, I can only imagine that this great victory caused them to be strong and courageous. They were a little too confident that they failed to consult God. So we see that that very thing that the Lord had commanded them we see in Joshua, the seventh chapter and the fifth verse, it says, was lost. They lost, therefore, the people heart melted and became like water. They lost their courage and began to fear. The enemy wants us to lose courage. He wants us to be afraid to trust the purpose of God for our lives. So as we begin to conclude and we begin to look at what went wrong. Number one, sin entered the camp. Number two, because Joshua failed to consult God and he went on his own reconnaissance mission without the presence of God. In other words, he was injecting his plan into God's purpose. He forfeited the protection and the agreement of God. Even from the beginning, God was not with them at eye. When we read Joshua, the sixth chapter about the battle at Jericho, through the text, it mentions about the ark of the Lord. Eighth verse, it talks about uh, the ark of the agreement of the Lord followed them. Everywhere they went, the ark of the agreement of the Lord followed them. But as they enter into the battle at I, they no longer had the ark of the agreement of the Lord with them. The Lord was no longer on their side. And as a result, they were defeated. So I ask you today, is it going to be your plan or God's purpose? We don't want to end up in a situation as Achan and his family where they were destroyed in the end. When we look at Joshua, the seventh chapter and the 25th through the 26th verse, we see where Joshua was speaking to Achan. And he says, I don't know why you caused so much trouble for us, but now the Lord will bring trouble to you. And then the Bible says that all the people stoned them. He stoned Achan, his family until they died and the people burnt them and they piled rocks over Achan's body that still remain there to this day. This is why it's called the Valley of Troubles. One thing we cannot afford to do is find ourselves in the Valley of Trouble. We have to always make sure we are following God's purpose and not our plan. It belongs to the Lord. Let's pray. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this teaching today, God. We thank you for letting us know, God, it belongs to you, that the battle is not ours, but it belongs to you, Lord. Lord, help us to submit ourselves, to humble ourselves before your mighty hand, oh God. Help us to lift you up at all times, knowing, God, that you are in full control over everything in our lives, that we don't have to fight in this battle. All we need to do is be strong and courageous and follow your purpose and not our plan. Help us, oh God, that we won't begin to manipulate or try to cause things that happen in our lives that you have not already put in place. God, we trust that you know the plans that you think towards your thoughts of good and not evil to give us a future and a hope. God, we just love you today. We magnify you. We lift you up. God, we surrender all to you. Forgive us, oh God, for putting our hand into your purpose, God, for trying to interject our plan into what you have already put in place from the foundation of this world. Help us to walk in obedience to your will and to your way. And it is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that this two-part series has been a blessing to your life, your plan, or God's purpose. No matter what it is you're going through today, just know it belongs to the Lord. God is in control. We want you guys to continue to listen, comment, like, share, share, share the podcast. As always, we want you to be a part of our Facebook family. So go to our Facebook page at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. We also want you to be a part of our Let's Wrap Relationship group as well. So go to our Let's Wrap Relationship group page on Facebook and join us there also. In closing, I just want to say again that many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail in your life. As always, I love you. Elder Walker love you, but God loves you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.